0: LaFemme Nikita debuts, Kevin Smith sells out, and Wonder Boys features a ton of future Marvel heroes, actually, this week on
1: 302010. 302010, 302010, three decades every show sometimes associated videos. 30 2010 302010, 302010, surprises and excitement, yes, we're going to the 90s and 2000s and 2010s on Thirty Twenty.
0: Welcome to 302010, the Laser Time Network's weekly pop culture time machine each week, taking back 30, and 20, and 10 years into the past of movies, news, TV, music, video games, and more. Hello, I'm one of your hosts, Chris Antista. Uh, Who else is with me?
2: I'm Diana Goodman, and I'm going to sell this podcast for a billion Uh (laughs) dollars. It's me, Vernon Hardapple.
3: (laughs) And
0: and in case you don't know the format, 302010 describes the years ago. We'll be looking at 1990-2000 and 2010 during the week of February 21st through the 27th. And I can't think of any cool holidays that occur in between there. So uh, no Valentine's Day wishes for you people. But this, I don't know why there's nothing like truly grand or Oscar award winning. A lot of Grammy award winners. Uh, but I i don't know. This looks fun. This looks fun. A really bunch of, some mm-hmm. stuff I love deeply, some stuff mm-hmm. I've never heard of before. I can't wait to tell you what we discovered in our look back 30, 20, 10 years ago. So why don't we begin? With, oh, and I should tell you, uh, we do have. We recently posted a look at the video games of 30, 20, and 10 years ago. We mentioned them briefly here, but I go over them with Video Game Apocalypses, Mr. Diana Goodman, Michael Roparez, and Matty C. Allen. Uh, we go over those because we, we all have worked in the games industry for years, and we have different anecdotes. I particularly love Matt because he worked PR mostly, so he has even more bizarre anecdotes. About why uh, <laughs> things like Guitar Hero Van Halen sucked. <laughs> no. So you can check that out at time. lasertime. Uh, help produce our shows like people like D Hatfield, who just joined uh, to become a producer. Thank you very much. Uh, and uh, again, price of a cup of coffee. You can help your favorite podcast network stay afloat, and we'll give you a bunch of freebies in return. 30 2010 times. We're done with the plugs here. Good. Yay. February 21st to the 27th. We're talking about 1990. I, got, I still want to start with the 80s, and I can't. Uh, never again never Good again going. never again I, I I uncovered the weirdest bit of news just the, the kind of news i've never heard of before, and that Sammy Davis jr. is very publicly fighting throat cancer, mm-hmm. and maybe it was a different time or maybe he grew up very comfortable with celebrity, but he's like you know he's talking and doing interviews and like man, I, mean, I don't want to take my throat man, um and he's like resisting life- sa- saving surgery because it would literally take his voice. Wow. Uh, and it did he 's been if you uh, can 't imagine Sammy Davis Jr look at a picture, and he probably is holding a cigarette yeah. because he smoked very heavily and is almost famous for holding a cigarette, and he did have his larynx removed and he underwent chemo this week and I mm. found this because Entertainment Weekly had started a hotline that you can wish Sammy Davis jr your get well wishes wow. at ninety five cents a minute. Which no. which they claim will donate to the charity of Sammy's Choice. And like, you didn't ask him first, right? Like, Thanks. Otherwise, this is pretty deceptive. And I, oh, mm-hmm. you know what I'd love to hear right now? 900,000 voicemails uh, <laughs> while I undergo chemo oh. and get my larynx removed. But That's yeah. That's crazy. But he's also like, uh, uh, it just hit me that we're losing the biggest celebrities of all time. And the bigger media gets, the smaller our big celebrities get. And mm-hmm. Sammy Davis Jr., Jesus, like... Mm-hmm. I have I barely have any context, but like he was, he was a household name even for kids who had never heard who he was, just because he was that fucking famous.
3: Yeah, and I mean that was one of the things I think we talked about in the famous um, sources for celebrity voices episode mm-hmm. that we did, where for a lot of these older celebrities. As kids, we didn't really know exactly who they were, but we knew them from being the inspiration. I know, from impressions. Yeah, for mm-hmm. a lot of different. Lane's World too, baby. Tim yeah. Meadows. <laughs> impressions and, and definitely the inspiration for a lot of characters that we saw as kids.
0: Yeah, yeah. and uh, Just like the Sammy Davis Jr. is kind of the lounge singer, the skinny dude with a loud tuxedo. Mm-hmm. And uh and probably something else for black Jews. Uh, but, but sure. Yeah. Um uh,
2: most famous one. Yeah, I mean I,
0: I would think That's so. pretty
2: cool. I yeah. ended
0: up stumbling upon that information. I didn't know that he almost died in a car accident and Eddie Cantor gave him a mazizza. A mazizza? <laughs> a mazizza for his uh door,
3: Diana?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. <laughs> and uh you started looking into yeah.
2: Oh, and CDs. that's how he got into yeah.
0: it. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh, wow.
2: yeah, Yeah, he converted. It just it, it clicked for him somehow. He
0: Converted is literally like, this literally a line my... in the Hanukkah song about Sammy Davis Jr. Come on, That's Sarah. Right. <laughs> Come forgot. on, Sarah. I sta- forgot. Uh, and we won't be talking about that. We're in February 21st through 27th, 1990. Let's get to the movies. Driving Miss Daisy is still number one at the box office.
2: This movie's got some legs.
0: It really does. You don't
2: need to be walking to the stove. It's
0: true. <laughs> I, there goes my driving the store joke from Diana. Uh, but this movie I'd never heard of, but it sounded fascinating to me. Mm. Where the mm. Heart Is... Sounds right. like a made not for- that one. No, right. not that one.
3: Cuz that is a <laughs> that is a 2000 movie. It is. And yeah. not
0: not like the 11,000 Hallmark movies and Disney right. Channel movies with that title. It's a movie apparently starring Dabney Coleman, which uh, every time I read that like there's more than one. Mm-hmm. God, I love Dabney Coleman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Still with us, thank God. Uh for oh, Jesus. Better cross my fingers on that one, uh, this being 2020. Uh, Where the Heart Is, Dabney Coleman, starring, uh, also starring Susie Amos, Uma Thurman, Crispin Glover, Joanna Cassidy, uh, C- uh, Christopher Plummer, and David Hewlett, and he plays, oh my what god. What a
2: cast. Did I art- and directed by John Borman.
0: Um, John Borman, yeah.
2: Deliverance and Excalibur, but also Zardoz and Exorcist Exorcist 2? What? Oh yeah, people
0: hate <laughs> Exorcist 2, that's right. Uh, I just thought it, it was bizarre. He, I forget what he is. He's some kind of big wig billionaire who embarrasses himself on television. So he kicks all he, he's a real estate developer. Mm-hmm. So he demolishes every how every tenement but one uh, makes an ass out of himself on television because he wants it destroyed so bad. His kids come back and make fun of him. So he kicks all of his hoity toity children out of the house to go live in that tenement. <laughs> which they can't afford because they've mm-hmm. never worked so mm-hmm. they have to hire a bunch of roommates and the only other trivia I read this is what Crispin Glover was doing while back to the future 2 was filming this, ah. back to the future 2 is filming right now and he was here. Ah. He was here not knowing that there was a guy in his makeup <laughs> which he would uh, technically kind of made a lot of money on this movie if you you had that lawsuit in mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> True. where the heart is nothing else notable to say about that mountains of the moon is also out this week sorry patrick bergen and ian glenn i have never heard of this film this trailer better tell me what it is
4: two strangers made brothers by a savage land two friends made enemies by a civilized nation two weeks ago speak committed an act of treachery he saved my life Many times. Then go to him. <sighs> okay. <laughs>
3: go to him. Right. Go to him. Rode Please tell me they're moon. lovers. I hope they're lovers.
2: Uh, <laughs> you only say go to they, him. Maybe we can make a, a revisionist version where, where they are, because there's lots of talks about like brotherhood mm-hmm. and in a savage land. Uh, this is about Richard Francis Burton and John Speak, who were explorers looking for uh, the the root of the Nile. And it's directed by Bob Rafelson, which is Weird, who's the guy who created the monkeys, but also directed Five Easy Pieces. Wow. He's a guy who's like, when they make that movie, no one's going to believe it kind of thing. And this got barely released, and all the reviews are, like, really good. Like, if you want to watch a Man Who Would Be King, Lawrence of Arabia kind of Mm -hmm. movie about going off into the jungle and being driven mad in a savage land, that, yeah, you know, I guess it's like the Lost City of Z 30 years before.
0: I want to watch Crispin Glover in Back to the Future too. I, I'm never going to get what I want.
2: <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Also, it's weird to see Ian Glenn, who was, um, what's his name, on Game of Thrones? What the fuck was his name? Uh, all, all, of, all of my Game of Thrones knowledge oh, has just disappeared. Wait, is he
3: the guy that was in love with Daenerys? Yes. Okay,
2: yeah. Oh. See him 30 years ago, and it's like, oh my wow. god, he looked like yeah, a lost different person. What he, is his he name? He looks like Richard Chamberlain George... or something. It's like scuts tight skin Jorah. and bones yes, yes jora Jorah Jorah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay
3: i thought he looked familiar and i just cannot place it yeah it's well, like damn yeah, I honestly i feel like
2: he looks better craggy i didn't oh, recognize him
0: not slobbering over a teenager
2: yeah yeah. Yeah,
0: backstabber i didn't forget i wish you did get dragon scale uh okay. and also yeah, uh, so
2: mountains <laughs> of the moon like it got pretty good reviews um but it's kind of hard to find i might i i didn't get the time to dig it up and yeah. i think i might now cuz i i like adventure movies
0: and also out this week, The Blood of Heroes, which, Jesus, could describe like 60% of any movie, but it's got an yep. AKA, Salute of the Uyghur, starring... Jugger. 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 Okay, my bad.
2: This is like the discovery of the week for me, of All what right. the fuck are we talking about?
0: It's a movie with Roger Howard Joan Chen, and Delroy Lindo, but the trailer might tell us more. She will risk everything
4: to be
2: <laughs>
0: one of the Juggers. Oh! It is the
4: story of Salad banished from a place of honor in the underground red city what because of a woman
2: i like the blood of heroes
4: now this woman will lead him back we
2: could play a team from
4: the league theirs will be a journey through a gauntlet of time and trial Get
2: her
3: loose!
0: oh so, okay
4: this
3: just looks like american gladiators
0: well <laughs> it looks like a super low budget post-apocalyptic movie they say it's the story of salo
2: there were a lot well, of words. Oh, oh. okay. But not, so, not that Not one. that one. Okay, not that goodness. one. Okay. No. So, yeah, we got an Australian-American post-apocalyptic, like, rollerball kind of thing. Where, yeah, it's like rollerball meets Mad Max, but it's written and directed by David Webb Peoples, who wrote Blade Runner, Unforgiven, and Twelve Monkeys. No. Huh. He is a hardcore great screenwriter. And you just think, oh, okay, well, you know, late 80s, early 90s is sort of... Cheap ass Australian, like post apocalyptic movies, or you know, they're a dime a dozen. But because this is mostly about this crazy ass sport, the sport has become real. Whoa, what? like they're still playing it Jugging? now. Jugger, jugger. jugger. Like, I went and looked online and, oh, yeah, there's there was an international Jugger Cup, like, a couple of years ago. Was it created by Adam Carolla cra-
0: and Jimmy Kimmel? What is Jugger? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I found a clip of, uh, oh, of Jugger from this year, for, from 2019. Okay. So you can see what Jugger looks like. It looks like football with weapons.
0: Oh, sweet. Oh, but, like, safety weapons. Yeah. So instead of a mace, homeboys got like waving on a tether ball, and instead of bats, they have foam bats.
3: So again, I say unto you, American gladiators. Uh,
0: I say fucking yeah. Calvin Ball, like evolved yeah. and, <laughs> and commercialized, because this looks ridiculous.
2: It looks ridiculous, but it, it looks like it makes more sense than Quidditch. There you go. It. Definitely looks like it's being played by dudes on the quad
3: at every <laughs> liberal arts college in the United States.
0: yes, when, <gasps> I, yeah, in a strange ultimate frisbee banning, you'd be mm-hmm. playing jugger
2: mm-hmm. yeah, I like I kind of like it. I like the idea that you know you don't just tackle for defense you you hit people with foam bats and. shit. <laughs> <People out. laughs> it sounds like a lot of fun honestly i'm I might say is there is there a jugger team near me?
0: I don't know, but Diane, I got to see. I, play. I
2: can't imagine. It's just so weird to have this like obscure ass movie. I've never fucking heard of this movie. Like I said, these things are a dime a dozen, and that like enough people liked it. It was like shit. We should do that. It's probably, <laughs> they it's, make this sport.
0: I mean, yeah, it's an Australian <laughs> movie. It's it's got Rugger Hauer in it, who was kind of like internationally. Yeah. I mean, just as famous if not more in a billion other territories. Maybe that's it because I know I was starved for this type of movie, even mm. if it wasn't being watched. By Joel, Mike, and Two Robots, but it because mm. it very much does look like he he looks in the trailer like Dennis Hopper from the Mario Brothers movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, onto a movie that actually looks good. Um,
1: Ooh, that's because it is.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I I find it very bizarre. Uh just the franchise that this spawns. Mm-hmm. La Femme Nikita. La Femme
3: mm-hmm. Nikita.
0: Uh, Anna Pirolina, directed by Luc Besson. Mm-hmm. Luc I'm not Luc- gonna Luc- mispronounce his Come name. On, you he rules. And this is his introduction to the world, essentially. I didn't realize that. Because like I never I saw this until like way after like fifth element or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he makes he makes Leon the professional yeah. like in a couple in, in a next year.
3: Yeah. Oh and Yeah, um, yeah four years. Yeah, and um, Jean Renaud mm-hmm. is in this.
0: Oh. Playing
3: t- a hitman. Wow. T- yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Suck at Tarantino. I love this movie. I yeah. discovered it this weekend, mm. and I kind of sat watching it in, like, rapt awe. I just really loved it. I mean, it's the story of it is this... Junkie girl who gets involved in a uh, robbery of a pharmacy mm-hmm. and kills a police officer during it. And but she's totally strung out and totally, you know, messed up. And so the government, a, a government agency kind of takes her and turns her. She already obviously has some sort of skill mm-hmm. in uh,
0: Espionage. Not
3: so much espionage, violence. but just fighting. Yeah, violence. Okay. And she's crazy. So she's like willing to go all out. And so they kind of train her up for being a hit person and then release her into the wild. And she kind of is a sleeper cell in a way and then kind of makes a life for herself. And she's so sweet and charming. And then she gets these jobs that she has to do. And then one job goes awry and it's just wild. The action is so good, and she is such a badass. But my favorite thing about it is that she is such a real character because she's... I, I stand a queen who is a badass fighter and yet cries all the time. (laughs) Like, she she is doing exactly what I imagine it would be like if I got trained up to be a fighter, where she's, like, she's fighting, and she's, like, getting out of there, and she's killing people. But the whole time, she's, like, screaming, sobbing, like, no, I don't want to be doing
0: this. I just wish I told them not to get their hair cut at lunch if I was just going to murder them. It
3: is so... I, I love that part of it, because you just don't get to see that. I mean, she... She doesn't want this life but it's a survival for her. She's not this like cold calculated atomic bomb mm-hmm. like atomic blonde or like salt or whatever like mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of hit person hit list. No, it, it, you're making me think mm-hmm.
0: of my favorite scene in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and Robert Downey Jr just sucked into this world of crime and then Gets so pissed he kills but he like can't look at the gun or where the bullet goes. But it's it's like tragic. It yeah. like the movie breaks them two thirds through and he gets really sad and just starts murdering people.
2: Yeah. So this did get uh, a US remake as Point of No Return with Bridget Fonda, which is mm-hmm. okay. I remember it being okay. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it in a couple of years. But the original besides this would be a good double feature with Leon the Professional. Mm-hmm. As your Luc Besson trained killers, because they're, they're both about assassins, but they're so different. And the, yes. yeah, she's just sort of like trying to survive. She's been thrown into this and just try to survive. Uh, like she's, she's good at it, but she doesn't want to be good at it. Right. As opposed to the professional where he's just a machine.
3: Yeah but she, like they both are assassins who have humanity mm-hmm. and who mm-hmm. you get you do get to see that side of them which is a really fun aspect of that whole archetype and yeah she doesn't really want to be doing this but she is very good at it and she's scared mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. she's and she she cries and she doesn't want to she wants to get out of this like as easily as she can and I don't know. It's just like a, such a fun, interesting character. And by the way, it's really cool.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. the yeah. music
3: is really cool. Mm-hmm. And that whole look of like, you know, French and France in the early 90s. I don't know. I just really dig this no, movie it's, it's, a lot. It's, mm-hmm. I,
0: I I thought it was fascinating to look at. Uh, I did see this when I was trying to see a girl in uh, High school, who was obsessed with the show and was mm-hmm. trying to go backwards, ah. mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. didn't love the show, and I sort of slogged through it. And then later on, I thought about it after I discovered who Luke Besson was. And I'm like, holy shit! Mm-hmm. I, had, I I was in on the beginning and I didn't appreciate it, but like this, I, I was trying to think. Cause we live in, now, we live in a post parasite world where a foreign movie can win best picture. Like this movie was did well everywhere, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. went all over the world. It like I, I'm trying to think of other other movies and I can only like remember let the right one in where there's a bidding war for not only distribution distribution of the original but right. for Hollywood to remake it
3: well I the girl with the dragon tattoo that okay would be sure. another big yeah. one for that sort of thing but yeah and I mean lupus on is one of those directors that because he also did the fifth element no yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so I it's one of those things where I can't put my finger on it what his how I would describe like his style besides cool. But it definitely there are through lines that you can see. Mm -hmm. It's just I don't know, it's hard to just put your finger on it. They're very stylish.
0: And and that this Mm -hmm. but it also critically didn't do great.
3: Which is wild. But like but
0: it was like the rest of the the rest of the world is more receiving to a subtitled film, and like it in England, works. like people love this fucking movie.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, in other territories, they love this movie. They even talk about its Canadian release. Yeah, did a did a really well, like, priest. did well. A lot of French speakers there, so that, <laughs> yeah. that helps. But like, but
3: it's an action film, so there's not a ton of dialogue you have to sit through. And right. if you, even if you watched it with no dialogue, you'd be able to get what's going on. But that's on. what I think is <laughs> <it's, laughs> sort
0: of nuts. It's 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 a person whose visual style transcended our xenophobia of subtitles <laughs> and then became yeah. like you know kind of a dark horse franchise it i remember the show very distinctly like i had two yeah. lady friends who were obsessed with it on yeah USA. there are
2: two there different are two. tv shows one that went five seasons one that went four seasons wow yeah yes. and it, that's a lot of TV. For that real,
0: for off of this French movie that also got an American remake. I can't think of many other things that went that far. Yeah. And I, I thought it was important to say it debuted because I bet our our listeners outside of America know exactly what this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But It was great.
3: I was excited to. It's too. so good, though. I was trying to find it, trying to look for a place to find it, uh, to watch it. And I realized, again, once again, y'all, go to your local libraries because I actually didn't rent this. I bought it. Most of your local libraries have a Friends of the Library bookstore where all the proceeds go to your local library to help keep everything afloat. And they ha- often have DVDs. And that is a great resource if you're looking for these kinds of movies that, you know, you're not going to find probably in Best Buy very easily.
0: Not anymore. Not That's the- where
3: I found my <laughs> copy. And now I'm like, well,
2: oh, I'm just going to keep this. This mm-hmm. is amazing. Watch it every year
0: And uh, ooh, speaking of foreign films
2: Yeah, it cool. is We got a one-two punch of amazing foreign films this week
0: I mean, this would become <laughs> an think Oscar I we've
2: had two that are just like Well, these are both classics for very different reasons Would this
0: be an Oscar contender next <laughs> this year? Won,
2: this one, it's won It won uh, Best Foreign Language Film
0: Okay, uh, that would be Oh, God damn it Jacques Perrine and Felipe Nori in, in Cinema Paradiso In This Little Town the movies are more than just entertainment.
4: They're a way of life. But to
0: this little boy, they are life itself. This is such a cool movie. And I've seen the libraries, that's where I got this from.
3: I have the copy mm-hmm. from the library. On my coffee table right now.
0: I remember they uh, got mad at me because I was burning DVDs. I don't know what happened. I got scry- it didn't work after I, after I no. both legally obtained it and then stowed it.
3: Ugh. After stealing it. from the library,
0: I wasn't stealing. I burned it. I didn't like mm. that's not supposed to cause any damage. But like they have a, like it wasn't damaged with the last person. Now they're <laughs> reporting it damaged anyway. Cinema Paradiso. It's been a long time since I've seen it
2: uh this movie is basically one giant love letter to film and the the transformative power of film how it can bring us all together it can transport us to other places it's about uh this little kid in sicily and he loves movies so much and he befriends the projectionist and then kind of like inglorious bastards with nitrate film uh the the projectionist ends up blinded because nitrate film (laughs) explodes on him and so the kid becomes the projectionist for the town and so about like the town coming together and there's like a priest who says who who edits the films he's he's like the town censor and he censors out any kissing whatsoever (laughs) and and that leads to one of the greatest endings of all time that makes me cry every fucking time because eventually um you know a spoiler alert for a 30 year old movie but you know the framing devices you know as the kid grown up and he like goes back to the town because the projectionist dies and he finds the reel of all the kissing scenes cut together and Aww. watches it and it makes it just I have chills right I just now got it, it makes me cry so much because oh. it's just like it's so moving and like powerful and the idea of like that he's saved all these things that, you know, they were never trash because they're art. And then you see them all together and, you know, you feel about like the power and the emotion of film. And
3: I love this movie. Ooh, okay. I did not get to it this week, but I will be watching it before I return to the library. Well, that's, uh, well, I. It is charming as heck. You know, I, I love some charming shit.
0: Do you, do oh you, yeah. Do you know charming anything?
3: small town stuff. Oh,
2: I love great. it.
0: Do you know anything about the director's cut? No.
2: Well, I do. I, I've heard. People say the director's cut is better it's because
0: fifty minutes it's, longer. Fifty what?
2: minutes mm-hmm. longer. Yeah. There was there was like mm-hmm. a hour or it was like a hundred and fifty minute cut and mm-hmm. then it got cut down to two hours and that was theatrically released and was super, super popular. Everyone liked it better, you know, moves in a better clip. But yeah, there's fifty minutes that have been added back. If you see, I think it's called the new version mm-hmm. or the director's cut that spends more time with different characters and more time, you know, as he's growing up. And I haven't, I still haven't seen that version. Hmm. I've only seen the two hour cut.
0: I think I did see that version. And that's why I don't watch it on a more regular basis.
2: (laughs) Yeah. A lot longer. It feels, I'm sure it's, yeah, more, more, a little more shambling, but also still more like coming of age. Yeah.
0: I bet (laughs) more movie footage.
2: Yeah. Like he meets a girl and, you know, he's trying to, decide should he should he leave this town and leave his family behind because he wants to like go out and create and the projectionist is telling him like you can leave this town this town is too small for your dreams but if you leave you should never come back and like Mm. what's he gonna do and oh man yeah this movie it's you're gonna watch it you'll be charmed as hell and you're gonna want to watch like all happy movies for the rest of the day oh i love it i love this movie
0: uh, yeah this movie is a classic for a reason and it's just strange if we were doing our recommends without the the next two decades it's mm-hmm. like ooh, our top two recommends are both foreign films
2: yeah foreign yeah. language
0: films mm-hmm.
2: yeah absolutely watch cinema parody so mm-hmm. and also like, this one you can watch with the family you know also for like, all, like,
0: like it. fuck the release schedule if this if there's a big foreign film nowadays like Every other foreign film would get the hell out of its way, not release two in the same weekend in America. Yeah.
3: yeah. But yep. here we are. Different oh, they're time. So different in tone.
0: Right. It'll make all, all its money back in New York and Los Angeles. So who cares? Uh, but uh, <laughs> Jesus, moving into television. And I guess this counts as television, but it's about the music, baby the Grammys. The and... Grammys.
2: Oh, boy. The th- most embarrassing thing that happened since Jethro Tull won Best Metal Album. <laughs>
0: I I don't
2: know why that tickles me so.
0: I I don't I I don't know. I feel like I don't know. Maybe it's cuz like we live in a world where we tease half of this band into suicide but I know. <laughs> but like oh. it's the 32nd annual Grammy Awards and Millie Vanilli takes be- <laughs> what is it best new best artist?
2: Best new artist. Best yep.
0: new artist. Oh
2: boy.
0: Uh a mark of shame, but also like those songs are great and they're fine mm-hmm. and like we live in a world of nothing but manufactured pop acts and celebrity singers. Does it really matter yeah. that this was lip sunk? Yeah. Uh, like, like our like the, the guy who like broke Beatles records last year was a star in Grassy High. Is he really our best rapper? I don't know. I'm not mm. qualified to say. But we sold something was sold to us. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. why is this such a big deal?
2: Well, uh, because they weren't even singing. It's not that the songwriting. True. Yeah, the songs are written by someone else, but. They weren't even singing. They were they were the act that dances around in front of the singers, and they beat Nana Cherry, Indigo Girls, Tone Loke, and Soul Okay, to Soul. so that's okay. Well, know. that's that's not good. I mean,
3: it's like a real life version of that Blues Traveler music video.
0: Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Except except like behind the curtain is Tone Loke talk singing Just like <laughs> between sips from a wine glass.
3: Well, I'm happy to see the uh, Record of the Year and Album Album of the Year winners. Nick of Time, Mm -hmm. Bonnie Raitt's album. I mean, I was just listening to that this week. It still holds up as just one of the best albums. I just love it so much. Mm. So happy to talk about it. And just like,
0: what world was I born in a world where Bette Midler won best record and best song of the year? Yes. For a Mm -hmm. song I never hear used unironically. Oh, yeah. Ever.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's always now a joke, which is a lot of Bette Midler's songs, though. Also, from a distance, I always only hear. That's her? Yes. (laughs)
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: okay. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah. I don't know.
2: So, yeah, Wind Beneath My Wings. But that's cool. I mean, all, all women in the top awards. That's cool. I'm down for that. Um, yeah, but I will take Bonnie Raitt naked a time over win Beneath My Wings. Oh, any day of the week. hundred times
3: over. Any day of the week.
0: And Bonnie Raitt is like winning. I'm like, where's a category I care about? And then Bonnie Raitt wins everything.
3: It's one of those things where you have one of those weeks where everything coincides. Because I just watched a DVD of like, best Broadway performances and it contained performances by both Sammy Davis Jr. and mm. Bonnie Raitt and her father who was a Broadway star
0: really? singing
3: together. Oh. And I had no idea. It's weird that we're talking about it now. Anyways.
0: The, that, is, that is nuts. My
3: life is a flat circle. And
0: and, uh, <laughs> I, and and I see Young MC wins for best rap artist for Bust a Move and I just, I do have a distinct timeline. The first like two rap songs I was aware of were Tone Loke and Young MC. So, Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then Hammer came out and just no one else mattered. He uh, heard him. Until Vanilla Ice, because representation is important. Uh, <laughs> that's the Grammys, y'all. But uh this this is this is one of the most fun monologues. It's not up there with like the Rick Moranis one that mm-hmm. everyone forgets, but Fred Savage hosting SNL with musical guest Technotronic. The monologue is great. You'll hear a piece of it here. I, it's hard to play the whole thing. I also Really enjoy the sketch where Fred Savage plays a little church lady next to Dana Carvey's church lady. I, I've seen that a thousand oh, yeah. times for some reason. And this is a pro- I found a promo for the repeat back when they wouldn't just like outright lie to you and say like, just watch SNL. Mm-hmm. We're not telling you it's a rerun.
4: Fred Savage hosts Saturday Night Live with Technoproducts. Well, isn't that special?
0: Teehee. But the monologue kidding. is I think Robert Smigel playing the Daniel Stern narrator. Where Fred Savage does his typical, I'm going to act with my face for minutes at a time while a monologue is going <laughs> going over it, and he goes through puberty on stage, rips his shirt open, and chest hair is grown, and he <laughs> says, "I can't, I can't stop thinking about sex," but my mom was in the audience, and like, it's like it's it's wonderful. That's it's, it's good. One That's of the funnier monologues, uh, concept monologues that there is, and also out in big TV that appealed to little crits of pants, uh, The Simpsons, The Telltale Head, which for some reason is oh. a show I. Always remembered um, and notable for being written by Al Jean, Mike Reese, Sam Simon, and Matt Draining. One of four episodes Matt Draining has a writing credit on, on hmm. The Simpsons. Uh, it also is the first episode directed by Rich Moore, who would go on to make hmm. uh, wreck Reckon Ralph and uh, Zootopia, an hmm. uh, underrated okay. movie everyone should see. It is the first appearance by Sideshow Bob in Krusty the Clown. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Reverend Lovejoy, to make fun of religion a little bit, and... Importantly to this episode Jimbo, Kearney, and Dolph As well as Apu uh, But it also is the first Simpsons episode uh, Ever to open with a flashback hmm. Which is not something they do structurally Like ever The idea that Homer and uh, Bart are returning The head of Jedediah Springfield That Bart has cut off After he falls in with Jimbo, Kearney, and Dolph um, And it turns out No, the town actually really loves this character And they're going to murder Bart For sawing off the head of Springfield's founder <laughs>
4: Let's, let's kill these guys! Murderous Mom!
1: I
2: beg you to spare our lives! At least until you've heard the story of how we ended up with the head of our beloved town founder. How long will this story take? Uh, about 23 minutes and 5 seconds. It's too long! <laughs>
0: I don't know. I feel like you get that kind of silliness when a bunch of writers on The Simpsons get together, <laughs> right from the beginning. But I, I and dig this. This episode. is
2: referenced in the opening credits to this day.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: to this day. Yep, they're cutting off the head, and then it lands on Ralph Wiggum. Yeah,
0: it's one of the most notable things that Bart did in the town of Springfield before mm-hmm. you know everything got batshit Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he like he did something. So anti-patriotic in terms of the microcosm of Springfield.
3: It's crazy how different the animation looks already, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's growing by leaps and bounds yeah. as they figure it out. And the second, and by the time the second season comes around after the break, they have it all together. And it really fires in all cylinders. I shouldn't have to tell you that. You people know The Simpsons. Uh, on the 26th, we get a TV movie, Too Young to Die. I, Ron Burgundy, <laughs> pronounced the italicized question mark in the title. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it stars... Most notably, Michael Tucker, mm-hmm. and less notably, Juliet Lewis and Oscar winner Brad Pitt. Yeah, uh, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: Doing full goatee work. Okay, here. hold on.
0: <clears throat> so, does somebody have cancer? No. Was someone murdered no. before Much their spicier. time? Spicier, very spicy. Is this actually. an abortion?
3: Thing? No, no. Are these no. Well, abortion might have been involved, but that, I don't think that was the main part. Okay, of this. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Juliet Lewis is a sex worker, and Brad Pitt is her pimp.
0: <laughs> really. So, Brad, Pitt is, mm-hmm. who buys Brad Pitt as a pimp?
3: Well, when he's got that
2: goatee, he looks like a real <laughs> tough <laughs> stuff dude.
0: Ah, I get that money. Uh,
2: I think this is totally a prequel to California. Nobody said anything.
0: Wow. Okay.
2: Because yeah, this they they met and then you know they were together on that movie. We we're also playing like a near well couple, and then they were engaged in shit. But uh, so this one, it's like I think she's a good girl initially that breaks bad with Brad Pitt, and then there's he like. She murders somebody, but it's really his fault. And the too young to die is really about the death penalty.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, can you get that for pimping? <laughs> I need to, I need they to, to stop. They say it ain't easy. I need to stop. Uh, will... <laughs> uh, and uh, no notable games uh, came out during this period. However, music... Opposites Track by Paul Abdul is still number one. And,
3: and MC Scat Cat. Yes,
0: thank you. Uh, <laughs> Don't and,
3: give him short shrift.
0: Yes, and I, I, I for one was very happy. Couldn't be more excited to watch this video any time of day. Yeah. Uh, new releases in music, the world of music, 1990, February 21st to the 27th. The Church, uh, Golden Afternoon Fix. We also have Same Place, The Fly Got Smashed by The Voices. Uh, the should this should move you by um, Mantronics. <laughs> the Cell titled <laughs> Uh, and self-titled debut by Damn Yankees, a super group uh, featuring members of Styx, Night Ranger, and Ted Nugent.
2: Oh, America's Sweetheart, Ted Nugent. Yeah. <laughs>
0: America's yeah.
2: Sweetheart, Ted Nugent. Uh, I love this song. Really? <laughs> High Enough was a huge hit off of this. Oh, and Yeah. I- love this song i, don't know that I, know <laughs> I can't it. help it i mean i know it
3: from the infomercials for you know best power ballads basically right
4: they taught us yeah. how to live yeah they taught us how to love
2: yeah Damn yeah it easy. is it, it might be like the epitome of power ballads where it's like there's there's sort of the slow girl i miss you i love you come back to me and then the power chords start coming in dun, 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 dun. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, I my- love it, and then like the video also is about like a shootout in a cabin, and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> Holy shit! My favorite thing about Ted Nugent is Jimmy
3: Pardo, my. Second favorite podcaster. Thank
0: you. After myself, oh. um,
3: he always talks about his stage banner, and apparently, one time he said, "San Antonio, suck my bonio," which <laughs> makes me laugh so hard. And anytime someone <laughs> says San Antonio, that's what I think suck of. My suck bonio. my bonio. <laughs> uh,
0: I feel like I wouldn't be getting the laughs Ted Nugent are getting right now. Unbelievable uh, and, and nope. super. And also,
2: you should vote, or else he's going to become Secretary of Education. There you go. <laughs>
0: I'm talking louder And about facts That don't make any sense <laughs> Places with more guns Have more marriages Than normal <laughs> Do they Ted Thanks for Thanks for coming on the show Duh,
3: it, Shotgun marriages
0: And super I just want I saw in the In the, in the Grammys Stop list That uh, The Traveling Wilburys Won an award And like
3: isn't that cheating?
0: Why would she? Yes, Why would you is. do that's not they fair. They should just
3: have a supergroup category. Yeah,
0: basically. you should have like <laughs> yeah. underrated member of a supergroup. Jeff, what's your name from Traveling Willberries? Come on down. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll close out with Damn Yankees. High enough, a song I'm not sure if I know. Uh, I hope oh, I don't.
2: No, you know it. Play, play. Oh, hold on, <laughs> I got it. Can you take me? Ah. <coughs> yes. I,
0: I got it now. Yes, I got yeah. it, only from yeah. the commercial. I've never heard exactly, it organically. That's how I never know once. It. Uh, fuck Damn Yankees. I'm way more of a fan of the play, but we'll be right back uh, <laughs> with High. <Hein. laughs> Stay right there for 2,000 people. Welcome to 2000. Yep, that's an Oasis song. <laughs> Sarah shaking her head. Got? Uh, Are you
2: sure that's not the Beatles? Go let it out. <laughs> they
0: certainly have a style for eight years, uh, but standing on the shoulders of giants, which couldn't be more true, comparing Oasis to the Beatles. Uh, <laughs> welcome to 2000. No Beatles, I know. Uh, February 21st to the 27th. I think is it off this album, where they just have a like? Dude, you just—it's an animated video. Like, you can't make your own Yellow Submarine. You. <laughs> Jesus, break out of this.
3: I mean, is the album title self aware? Hmm. Yeah. Oasis does not seem as very self aware as a band. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or
2: people. <laughs> or people.
3: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just I really, curious. We
0: really enjoy, enjoyed Nolan Hot Ones. It was great. Uh, also new out this week Yellow Tango with uh, And Then Nothing Turned Itself Inside Out. Frankenstein Girls uh, Will Seem Strangely Sexy by Mindless Self Indulgence. <laughs> Yes, that's an album I had. Freak Magnet by <laughs> Violent Femmes. I Knew I Loved You by Savage Garden. Reclaims number one and will maintain no! it. We'll maintain it no. as long as Delilah's on the air. And no. <laughs> a little bit of odd 2000s news. We're all in transition as a culture. Uh, Betty Lou Beats is executed for murder, the fourth woman ever since oh. the legalization in 1960. I think that's crazy. She's the fourth of 16 women ever. Ever. Wow. There have been more children executed than there have women. Uh, and I thought at least the rise in murder shows would cause at least one copycat. What's up with girls? They don't well, they don't mimic things they see on television?
3: Usually we stay being murdered by our loved ones. <laughs> so
2: it's kind of hard to get any murdering in when we're getting murdered all the time. Statistically speaking, although I did see a joke that I love but also kind of think might slightly be true, which is that women get away with murder because we spend our whole lives learning how to get blood out of clothing. Word. It's true. It's the moonsickness sickness teaches us, and all it's things. always a
0: poisoning with a fat guy. He could have eaten anything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> to say his wife did it, I did read a little too much about this. She, she tried to like I was abused, and I'm um, like, yeah, but there are a lot of people and things involved in this cover up, um, mm. and you have no evidence mm. of abuse, and you did clearly a premeditated murder, the way most murders. Was
3: do. it her? partner?
0: Yeah, her husband. It was her husband, but mm-hmm. her son helped hide the body and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, very, 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 very premeditated. Mm-hmm. I believe they, she put his bunch of his meds in his tackle box, took some out, and then pushed his boat out into the water, and like, he Ooh. must have taken too much drugs and
4: piled <laughs> into water.
3: We had a mm-hmm. boat-related, or a murder That's that true. was covered up by a boat story here in Tallahassee Got it's own recently. its uh, No, I think that was the... Maybe it did, but yeah. In this one, the wife uh, and the husband's best friend conspired to murder the husband, and then Ooh. their story was that he got eaten by gators eaten when by he was fishing, hmm. and then it found out to be not thrill.
0: And uh, weird. Speaking of murder, this week JCPenney <laughs> is closing 300 stores, but the Gap is opening
3: 600
0: new stores. Uh, the mall always bounces back
1: Is the moral of that story? <laughs> uh,
0: I don't know It does if you work At a state agency In a capital city You'll end up working At that fucking mall
3: That's true <laughs> Apparently that's what's
0: We did a whole s- yeah, show About happen. the mall And that's happening All over the country They're like putting
3: it. like yes. State offices yes. in there?
0: Yeah rather than, I, mean, I mean The I mall occupies sense. So much space Like why build a new building When you can just Refurbish the mall
3: Yeah That's Mm -hmm. true. We already have an old mall that's full of state workers, and some of
0: the restaurants get to stick around. They just have to close at three p.m. because no one's coming around for food after five, and you blow that Fred Flintstone whistle.
3: This is gonna. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a whistle, isn't it? Like a bird that's like. Yes. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, that's gonna be weird here, though, in this town, because the the mall that they're now converting for state workers also contains the movie theater. Ooh. So.
0: I think the, the boldest among my friends have cut out of work to go see a movie, and I have never done that. I'm like, that is so brazen. I got to try this. Mm. Like, I even turn off my phone during movies. That'd be crazy.
1: Oof.
0: We had a meeting. And you weren't here. Where were you? I, I don't know. This is the sixth Harry Potter, man. What do you, <laughs> what do you want from me? Uh, 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 movies of 2000, February 21st to the 27th. We uh, Wow. I've never heard of this. In 2000, I figured I would have heard of a movie starring Mel Gibson. Uh, fine. Mm-hmm. Just out of curiosity, to plug Laser Time. It's about just add lightning. Where light, <laughs> when we were younger, naive, lightning is a justification for any premise in the world. You want to give a robot sentience? You want to give someone superpowers? Do you remember how Mel Gibson mm-hmm. understands what women want? I didn't remember that yes. at all.
2: <laughs> yeah, he got struck by oh, lightning. We got that movie coming up, man. He, oh don't man, spoil it now. but just
0: go listen to that Laser Time. Just because no, he gets he drops a hairdryer in a bathtub while trying a bunch of feminine oh, products right. and gets hit That's by electricity right. it was and learns please. how to read women's minds. Like, this worked in, two, in 19, 2000?
3: Well, did it? We'll discuss it. By the oh. way, I wrote a paper on that movie for one of my women's studies classes. Mm. So maybe I'll oh. dig that out sure for the episode.
0: <laughs> I hope you played some of his fucking audio with his wife next to it. <laughs> uh, the Million Dollar Hotel. I've never heard of this with Jeremy Davies, uh, with also Mila Jovich and Mel Gibson.
1: Izzy Goldpiss was my very, very best friend And so maybe
4: it's a little strange to tell you I went ahead and pushed him off the roof
1: Do you believe the murder confession just made by your son's friend? Yes,
4: of course I believe it Why should I believe it? This confession is a joke Whoever cooked it up is probably the killer Izzy went aerial,
0: man
3: They think you pushed and killed your best friend And now they're gonna try and take you away
0: Okay. So much whispering
3: and mumbling in this I know.
0: <laughs> you got Jeremy Davies in it. There's not much else you can do. It's a frail yep, whisperer.
2: That's kind of his job. Uh, yes, this is a Wim Wenders joint based on an idea by Bono. Mm-hmm. I did <laughs> read that part of it. <laughs> yep. this is, Bono came up with a story and they made this weird movie about all the intersecting people and in this like murder investigation and what's going on. Uh, much more, honestly, much more famous for a soundtrack because it's got a bunch of original songs. By you too, and other Weird. people.
0: Hmm. Wow, the second most notable thing, other than this Spider-Man, turn off the dark, thirty-dollar drink mm-hmm. glass I'm drinking out of. I have that on Broadway. <laughs> it
2: would have yep. been funny. Oh, we didn't. I'm oh, sorry, we didn't mention. Whole nine yards is still number one at the box office. Yes, yeah, it's
0: so, yeah. a bad it's, time.
2: It's a bad time. Except we got two outstanding movies we to really, talk about. Really yes, do. Uh, uh, that's going not about. Million Dollar Hotel, which I, I honestly I never bothered to go see.
0: But right now we um. I, a later time episode I really liked that we did last year that Sarah was on was best movies about making movies, like real movies. Mm-hmm. And American movie is a different breed because mm-hmm. it's not a documentary about making Apocalypse Now. it's I guess it's a documentary about making Coven. Isn't that right, Mike? Coven? Yeah, I don't. I think Coven. That's how he says it that, well, the whole time.
3: That's how it's said.
0: It's. it's <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't insult these guys because you know what they did. Made a movie, right? And uh, odds are you listening didn't, and I know I didn't. But they made a movie, and but their trials and tribulations in the Midwest are a little hilarious, especially when all your friends and family are helping you make a movie. Uh, uh, he's trying to make a movie to sell his other movie. I think that's what COVID was. It's a 17 minute film. It's on the. <laughs> it's on the DVD. We've watched it like several times. This is a favorite amongst amongst me and my friends. Mm-hmm. If you haven't mm. seen it. I don't know if I can recommend anything as much as American Movie in terms of something that's truly beautiful and funny.
2: Mm-hmm. And yeah. truly or unique. It's,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It's kind of like um, if Spinal Tap was made for $8. <laughs> like, it's everything goes wrong, but they keep trying. So it's like if you liked Ed Wood or Dolomite is My Name and you want to see a live action yeah. documentary version where. Like just everything goes wrong, but they, they keep plugging away. Like they have a dream and they want to make this movie, and they decide the best way to get their name out there is to make something a cheap horror movie because a lot of directors have started that way. That's actually mm-hmm. a pretty good plan. But they except, except uh, that he was uh, going to make a mid- cheap western.
0: Except that he's going to make a cheap horror. and Mike is one of the greatest characters of all time.
2: Hey, I played like
0: already scratch off tickets mm-hmm. and I'm all scratch off tickets. <laughs> and he's he, Mark is so Midwestern, I believe. I, the only reason I saw in the theater Jet Lee's the one is because they make cameos as doctors and do Aww. speak. And I believe they're in, a, they're in an episode of Family Guy, so mm-hmm. I guess they're fans. But mm-hmm. like, I haven't seen this acknowledged in many other spaces. American movie is fucking hilarious. And it's not – sorry, it's not Spinal Tip because it's not fake. These are real right. people. No. And,
2: well, yeah, but I mean Spinal Tip and that way of like they're trying, they're failing. Yes. Or like Anvil. That, we talked about a of oh, yeah. That back, clip of him like that too.
0: slamming yeah. his friend's head <laughs> yeah. underneath the sink that's supposed to break but never does. So he <laughs> just slams his head. Oh, man. I'm sorry. That was so, dude, I'm so sorry. That was supposed to break. <laughs> like, oh. So
3: I saw this movie a long time ago, and this will tell you how long ago. It was one of the first movies that was on Netflix streaming.
0: Yeah. No and doubt so it. I, oh.
3: I watched it on there. So that was the last time I saw it. But remind me of who is making this documentary then
0: that's what i don't really understand because it, okay. it feels a little like the office because like whose idea Who's was this doing? to shoot the movie and you clearly have better equipment than the movie you're right. shooting and and who <laughs> i, like I don't Greg know the answer to that
3: situation but i swear like- I listen to the
0: commentary i just don't remember the answer to that because okay. like i've just seen the regular movie i love mark as a character so much he's the most confident midwesterner i've ever heard in my life man after my own heart american movie All of the extras have just fell through Except for Mike Shank right there
3: We used to do a lot of partying together But I don't party anymore (laughs) Hey
4: Mike, make sure everyone has brown gloves Does everyone have brown gloves? No, dude, dude, dude (laughs) I'm broke, man I gotta get gas tomorrow And dude's talking about making
3: a feature film Uh, The name of the film is Coven
4: Coven, Coven Uh, Coven, uh, that's the proper pronunciation No, no, Coven sounds like oven, man And that's just, it doesn't work (laughs)
0: He's I, love this. I lo- <laughs> fucking love this yeah. movie
2: i love it so much i cannot find it on streaming yeah. which is straight up bullshit i have to watch it not very legally mm-hmm. and i love continuing the theme of like about the love of the movies mm-hmm. yeah i will watch yeah. american movie and cinema parody so back to back man and it will give me feels in very different ways
0: oh it is so much fun and just my uh, mark's Uncle is like the financier of everything A man who can barely move or speak So he has many parts in the movie
2: (laughs) Don't
1: do it You don't have to I think
2: they have it even in the trailer of like, oh boy, this is the opening shot. You really gotta nail it. (laughs) Hey Can I
0: go back to my chair now?
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's like, uh uh, be careful when you when you enunciate because it makes your teeth kind of clack, okay? (laughs) God
0: damn. I I totally forgot this movie existed, but it is delightful. Mm -hmm. Also kind of delightful out this week. Reindeer games is a fun, competent, bad. 2000s mm. movie.
2: Okay. It is. Yeah, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely bad.
0: bad. Nothing great I, about it.
3: I do love a heist movie. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is heisty, you know. Mm. Honestly, I, it was on my list, but then I had just listened to the How'd This Get Made about it. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I think I got it.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, it, but look at this cast. Ben Affleck, uh, Gary Sinise, Charlie's Theron, Donald Loach. Uh, Danny Trejo Clarence Williams III Cuban B Uh, sorry James Frain, and Dennis Farina Reindeer Games he was a reformed ex-con who wanted to spend the holidays with the girl of his dreams I have been dreaming about that
4: smile crime he doesn't want to he what started out as love up. What you you. Could end up in Let's play. And Charlie Stern sizzle in the most entertaining ride of the year.
0: Yeah, you know the studio had faith in Reindeer Games because they released it two months after Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if it's the thrill ride of the year. It may be the thrill ride of last no. year. Alright, no. seventh best it's, thrill ride
2: Yeah, it. I mean It's bad in ways That it's like, it's so fucking cookie cutter For so many parts of it It's just like, it's written by a computer Somewhere we must destroy this computer immediately. But try, try
0: and think but of Gary Sidney's character also, as he's like, Lieutenant Dan. It makes the movie so much better. He's walking around, oh, okay. threatening people.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got the long hair. But, you know, on the other hand, it's uh, like attractive people. They're doing fine. It looks nice. Uh, whatever. If you got like a really bad hangover, maybe you'd enjoy it. There you go. <laughs> Good hangover, yeah. hangover movie. Yeah.
0: Good hangover movie. Yeah.
2: But yeah. It's, you don't have to think very hard Next for time you,
0: uh, yeah, you're hungover and you're watching Armageddon again, think reindeer games. It's, it was <laughs> yeah, not as bad for the culture. There you go. It was, uh, yeah,
2: it's still not good. It's still but not it's good. not bad for you, I but, guess. Uh, it, like, won't make your life worse in any way. And it won't yeah. support Michael Bay. So, there you go. <laughs> oh, there you go. That is pretty good.
0: And speaking of uh, just uh, unequivocally great movie. That, this um, next
2: movie. I watched this yeah. so many
0: times, I haven't been able to watch it since because I've probably oh. seen it about 50 times.
3: Watch it again. You'll, you've will you forgotten how much you love this movie. No, honestly.
0: I know like, almost every line of it. But, but it was I lived in a, I was seeing it. a girl with no cable or mm-hmm. internet and so there was like four DVDs so this was on like just as background noise in lieu well of she has great taste then well, su- yeah Suzanne shout out uh, but like I said it was teased earlier we have uh, Hank Pym <laughs> Peter Parker and Tony Stark and why not uh, <laughs> Rachel Dawes and Joker Alan Tudyk sorry <laughs> <laughs> he plays Joker The new Harley Quinn yeah. cartoon And he's in yeah. Doom Patrol But he's never been In a Marvel production like Alan Canada...
2: Tudyk Is in this? Yeah Where?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I forget But okay. I look at the he's, cast list
2: uh, He's, he's uh, What's it Like the custodian That's bit. him? Mm-hmm. Oh Mr. Okay. Yeah he doesn't look A lot like himself He does not I don't know why Okay, He's very young
0: But just kidding Michael Douglas Toby McGuire, Francis McDormand uh, Katie Holmes And Robert Downey Jr. In Wonder Boys What is the secret Of their power? Hello everyone <laughs> Don't you look Ravishy
1: what, what I
4: did? I'm pregnant. I guess we just divorce our spouses, marry each other, and have this
0: baby, right?
4: Hello. Where exactly are we
2: going? See my wife on the one that left, you?
0: Another good Curtis, Curtis Hanson joint. Very weird. Ah,
2: uh, great, good. Curtis mm-hmm. Hanson. This is follow-up to La like, Confidential. Ah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. okay. Which is interesting because I mean that was that made a bunch of money. He did a great job adapting it, and so it was like, all right, what's he want to do next? And he does, yeah, Wonder Boys, like a a smaller kind of shambolic kind of movie. It's kind of a black comedy mostly. Oh yeah. Yeah,
3: but it's not too too black. I mean, nothing really terrible happens except well, for to a beloved pet does <laughs> die. <for> <laughs> yeah, a, the a be- dog does die. But yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. This is so. This is one of my favorite movies of all time, and based on one of my favorite books of all time, written by one of my favorite authors of all time. Michael Shabon wrote Wonder Boys. He also wrote Adventures of Cavalier and Clay. He's also writing the new Star Trek series television series. Um, Yeah, no, 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 no. The uh, Picard. Yeah. He Picard. is? Yes. That
0: shit is great. <laughs> yeah.
3: Michael Shabon is one of my favorite writers of all time. Um, and his wife, uh, Islet Waldman, is mm-hmm. also fantastic. Um, and a but, movie
0: about writers. Yeah. Writer. Mm-hmm. And I don't and know. Get- I was a working writer watching this movie. It was writer problems.
3: This is a movie that could not be more made for me because you have um, <laughs> sleazy but still sexy Michael Douglas. You yeah. have sexually ambiguous uh, Robert Downey That's Jr. My absolute,
0: he's a player of of all of everything. He's into
3: all and mm-hmm. I'm into that. Um, haunted Victorian doll
2: Toby Maguire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh,
2: and his there, most haunted and Victorian yeah. he is just He's he's a creepy little guy.
3: And they're all writers talking about how much they love writing and mm-hmm. fiction. Rip Torn, by the way, you didn't even name check him. He plays a big part yeah, of this as yeah. well. Um, Same character
0: from uh, Men in Black, Q. Yeah. No. <laughs> <I assume. laughs> Might as
3: well. <laughs> he could do many things. That is his
0: name, Q, in the movie. I know. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm.
3: Um, but it's so fantastic. And Mike, like, it makes me nostalgic for something that maybe a life that could have been for me. Like I, if I had done life a little differently, I could see myself going into not writing, but maybe publishing. Or like
0: a collegiate scam. Yeah. I go to college for so long, they give me tenure.
3: I love this idea of like a college town where like the writers are the fucking celebrities that everyone's trying to bone and and you know like have drinks with it's kind of a dream world and it's snowy and it's very it's a cozy movie for sure it's fantastic
2: yeah Yeah. okay so mm. quick rundown of plot i guess oh yeah go Uh, ahead sorry is uh is a professor who had one book that did very well and he's been writing the second one for a million billion years uh he's at least two thousand pages and he doesn't like it and robert downey jr is his editor publisher Publisher. one of those Mm -hmm. Um, who's come to town basically to pester him into writing another book to finishing it uh and yeah he's just sort of pansexual and Mm -hmm. (laughs) like up in everyone's business like all the time Mm -hmm. uh plus he has He's having an affair with the chancellor, played by Francis McDormand, who just found out she's pregnant, and he's also dealing with students Toby McGuire, who is a haunted little doll, <laughs> and Katie Holmes, who is talented but has a bit of a daddy fixation. Mm-hmm. And wackiness
3: ensues. Yeah, and it is wacky just enough to not be totally outside the realm of. Of possibility except for maybe right. Vernon Hardapple. The mm-hmm. character Vernon Hardapple who's one of my <laughs> favorite surprises of film history. Some of the greatest endings. His storyline, <laughs> his little through line is one of my favorite Things I've ever seen on screen, um, but yeah, it's it's not too wacky, it's not too dark, it's kind of perfect. I also was thinking about the characters because you feel like you know what they're going to do, you feel like you know what their deal is. Like Michael Douglas, he's a sleazy writer who's probably predatory, and Tobey Maguire is probably this like dark guy who's about to do something really bad, and you know, Katie Holmes is probably this like sex kitten that's probably trying to do something also not great. And it, they all kind of don't live up to what you're expecting. Nobody they does. They do different things than what I think, I think what Vernon's the stand-in
0: because they make up stories about people instead of getting to know them. So everybody right. kind of defies what you think is going to happen in the film. Yeah. Even though the stakes for even what you think aren't that high, what happens is even lower. It's just funny.
3: Which means than- it's ultimately a movie about fiction. Yeah. And how hmm. like the roles that fiction plays in our lives and the lies that we tell ourselves to get through life – and when do they stop serving you? Because I feel like all the characters in this movie are telling themselves their own fiction in order to think main, what they think is maintaining. Like and this. a lot of them go through a journey in this movie where they maybe give up some of that fiction and try to right. start living their truth and hopefully live a more a happier, more authentic life. Right.
0: Smart writer people hmm. always think they know how life is going to go when you have
3: right.
0: ten of these people and... Turns out you, none of you know shit, mm-hmm. uh, and it's adorable and it's fun and there, there's nothing. I don't yeah. know. It's it's very enjoyable,
3: it's so enjoyable. And also one of my favorite sight gags of all time when he is he gives Toby McGuire the pill to try <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the whiskey. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't want to yeah, spoil like, it. We're gonna be like drunken men, we're, we're coping with our problems with booze and pills. Come yeah. on, yeah.
1: take
3: it. I don't want to spoil the little like. <laughs> Sight gag, but it's akin to uh, when Woody Allen sneezes into the cocaine in, in <laughs> Annie Hall. It's so funny and it makes me laugh out loud every single time.
0: And, and speaking of writers, I was like, man, who, Stephen Clovis wrote this movie. Like, where the fuck is this dude? Why have I not seen from the writer of Wonder Boys? Oh, Every uh, Harry Potter movie—that's what he did after this oh, in a row. Okay, every one for like the next ten years. So they Harry Potter mm-hmm. basically stole the Wonder Boys screenwriter away from us, mm-hmm. and then he made the Amazing Spider Man.
2: Hmm. <sighs> uh, yep. and before that, Fabulous Baker Boys. True, we've talked about. Oh, okay. Directed that.
0: But uh, Wonder Boys yeah. is, is a—I don't know. I feel like it's a must-watch. But I'm.
3: It totally is. I think it's it. It'll be everyone's sleeper favorite. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you bother to mm-hmm. check it out, yeah. If you do. Maybe leave a comment if you bother to check it out. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see what... I don't know. Someone's fresh take on this would be. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And it it's tot- on Amazon right now. Nice. It is. So and it had been a little while since I had seen it, even though it is one of my favorites. And I, you're always a little trepidatious when you do that because mm-hmm. it's like, is this going to hold up? Or was I, on, was I in a certain place when I saw this? And it reminds me mm. a lot of being John Malkovich where I was like, no, it a thousand percent holds up mm. and almost <laughs> even more now that I'm a little bit older and I'm revisiting it.
0: Yeah. Cause I loved it. Despite like, I don't aspire to be where they are. I'm uh, not where they are. But I just thought it was perfectly charming, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a fun mm-hmm. it's a fun light ride. It's a touring roller coaster. Uh, <laughs> too many Ooh, no, no. Look at Sorry. you yeah.
3: turning a phrase. Yeah,
0: yeah. I had to relate it back to the county fair, but um, <laughs> that's
3: um, the North Florida. We moving
0: to TV real fast. Twenty sure. first uh, through the twenty sure. seventh of, of Feb two thousand. I didn't get the clips last week. I thought I would be justified by doing it this week. Uh, Letterman is back He gets like A two minute Standing ovation I don't remember How this was covered But I, I, Looking at it It looks like, he, like There was a chance He might not survive And also It was the longest He'd ever been off air mm. Since like The mm-hmm. 80s mm-hmm. So he gets like This two and a half Minute standing ovation Everyone's screaming His name He is very Very teary And thanks his doctors And I mean We live in a world Where Jimmy Kimmel Cries like every two weeks Over a school <laughs> shooting But like To see Letterman cry I remember it happening Twice and he, it, his first guest is all of his doctors and nurses. And, like, it's, it's wonderful to, to watch still. and like, she won't admit it, but this woman bathed me. Um,
1: <laughs> just,
0: it's it's as, just to celebrate real people. Like, it's probably what you would do if you, your life was saved by professional people. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've just never seen anybody do that before.
4: So it was uh, five weeks ago today uh, that these men and women right here saved my life. And, uh... <laughs>
0: And I love that the whole audience is, like, covering for him, like, Mm -hmm. it's okay, Dave, get it out, we'll clap for you. But the the monologue (laughs) is stellar, and contains a very, very funny uh, guest appearance. I just like this joke. I also
4: want to clear up one thing. Uh, Bypass surgery. Bypass surgery. It's when doctors surgically create new blood flow to your heart. Bypass surgery. A bypass is what happened to me when I didn't get The Tonight Show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And a very special guest at the end of the monologue walks out as a real surprise. And then at the very end, he's walking over to Paul Schaefer.
4: Jerry Seinfeld. What? What's the matter with you? What are you doing? What's going on? What, what's wrong? What, what, what are you doing here? I'm doing a I'm doing a show. I'm doing a TV show here. I thought I thought you were dead. <laughs> so I'm on CBS. I ain't dead. Oh. <laughs> I had quintuple bypass surgery. I'm fine. Plus a haircut. <laughs> Why don't you go on home to your wife? <laughs>
0: You know where to reach
1: me,
0: right? Oh! <laughs> I mean, that was the rumor where what was going to happen, that mm-hmm. Seinfeld was going to take over Letterman. So that was like super surreal. Sorry if that was mm-hmm. indulgent, but uh, Letterman stuff makes me very happy. Grammys also happened on the 23rd of Feb. Um, who cares who won? Is that That's the J-Lo dress one. Yes.
3: The J-Lo dress one. Oh, okay. It won everything. Yeah, lo dress won. Best legs, mm-hmm.
0: best boobs, <laughs> best, best boob
3: overall
2: blue. body. Yeah, it was amazing. Best deep V, mm-hmm. best high V. Best, yeah, uh, that green Versace dress. She's so on, much dress tape holding that thing together. She's More on SNL
0: next week, but the one she does... Two years from now, she comes out in a bathrobe and at the end just reveals the dress again. And the audience goes apeshit. That mm-hmm. fucking dress is crazy. This
3: year, she, I think, walked for Versace wearing another, like almost the same exact really? version of that dress this year
0: yeah. of 2018. The of most famous like, dress without Bill Clinton's come on it. It's, it's, it's a very late night monologue joke of, me, of mine. But I'm a boom. Thank you, Paul. Uh, and does anybody care about the <laughs> Grammys that year?
2: Smooth, fucking Santana. Smooth.
0: <laughs> Smooth by Rob santanas just sweeps everything. Yeah, um, but
2: uh, best new artist is interesting, I guess. Uh, Susan Boo. Okay, but also Macy Gray, Kid Rock, Britney Spears, and Christina Aguilera, and Christina wins. Okay, oh, okay, okay. It's like that's a pretty good lineup, and I I remember Susan Tadeshi. She's uh yeah, kind of um country rockish sort of. Yeah, I like her.
0: Hmm. Um, it filed into the category of um. You may be listening to the wrong show if you're a certain age. Uh, kids de- WB debuts Max Steele, its first ever CG show. Didn't have the WB, and I was also 20. Uh, and also Animorphs takes a bow. <laughs> uh, I've never read or seen Animorphs, and I don't know anything about it. But I, I know you kids love your memes. Yeah. But more importantly for, for me, because I've seen this a thousand times, The Sopranos D-Girl airs. And I know Diana has to like this one.
2: Oh, I do. This <laughs> is
0: It's a wonderful comment on mafia movies and it's 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 much more interesting than i think that than me explaining the premise of the big thing here which is jean favreau who i would just like to say like would anybody have put their chips on him, him being the most prolific person in the universe
1: no playing himself
0: in the sopranos uh uh spearheading the marvel universe being an executive producer and a character spearheading the best star wars thing ever being and also being a star wars character Spearheading the live-action Disney remakes, uh, made a Christmas classic with Elf. Like, Wild, just mm-hmm. slow it down, Jon Favreau. Leave yeah. some for everybody else. That's <laughs> I never was just the chance to say that. Uh, but D. Girl, he comes to consult with Christopher because he's making a movie about Tra- Crazy Joe Gallo, which I recognize because he's played by that. Uh, NPC comedian and Irishman. Um, he's murdered by Robert <laughs> Robert De Niro. Mm. Uh, Joe mm. Gallo, what's his name? Sebastian something. He hosts the MTV Mo- Music Awards this year. The kids complained about him for a little bit. Don't worry. Uh, but John Favreau has a guest appearance and Christopher meets up with what his cousin's friend. I forget the girl. The nature. She's not that important to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he has an affair with a. Uh, what, what would you call her? Development girl. Mm.
3: Gotcha. Uh, yeah. He takes
0: his trip out west and has that great scene when he gets back and like. You need to go out there and do something. You go out there and you do it. And I don't fucking want to hear from you again. But mm-hmm. if you're here, when I get back, if you're in that house, you're here forever. And that's, to me, what the, the show was about. Like He's misunderstood by the place he wants to be. And he mm-hmm. doesn't feel like he fits in in the mafia world. Because he is the last youthful generation that is yeah. forced to inherit all this shit.
3: The most tragic sure. character, I think. A
0: little bit, yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's the same and a Sam talking to John Favreau, uh, Christopher Moltisanti, Michael Imperioli. You get it.
4: Listen, ever since Amy told me about you, I thought maybe we could work together. You know, like, you could tell me the way shit goes down, you know, like what makes sense, what people would really say, you know what I mean? I told Gallo, I was like three years old when he got wet. Yeah, but speech patterns. I mean, you saw swingers. Whatever you think of that motherfucker, man, it's like, you could tell it's extremely important to me how people really talk. You know, like that bouquet thing. How could I forget
0: that fucking thing?
4: I mean, I grew up right in Queens. I guess it is a long time ago.
3: Yeah,
0: you wouldn't be betraying any oath thing. And, and I don't, I, I love, I don't know the hurt of this. This he, the whole time he thinks, oh, you just want me to, okay, I'll play Joe Gallo. He's like, mm-hmm. no, dude, you're, I want you to consult <laughs> because I think of you as a living stereotype, right? And I make, I've made mm-hmm. a lot of assumptions about you. And John Favreau plays himself as kind of like. I don't know, the, when I get older, like a really it's 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 cringy in nineties, but he's playing a very cringy version of himself.
2: Mm-hmm. I love this mm-hmm, episode. Mm-hmm. It's one
0: of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, and then
2: and, doesn't he steals one of Chris's anecdotes?
0: Yes. Yes, he does. Yeah. I told you not to. He doesn't to put realize, that in oh,
2: him. that's a bad idea? Yeah. He's like, nah, no, it's mine now. Yeah,
0: and then starts threatening him, and then guess what? Like a true Hollywood story stops returning his calls. This is a great episode of The Sopranos. Yeah. It really is. In yeah. a a great way to work in whenever they had celebrity guest stars that play themselves. Annette mm-hmm. Benning in a dream sequence and what oh, yeah. was it Vanessa <laughs> Gregory getting your basket stolen? <laughs>
2: oh. Fucking Lauren McCall. Lauren McCall I think something. about that. Yeah. Anytime I injure my upper body, I go, oh, my fucking, oh. <laughs> uh,
0: but watch Sopranos, people, instead of Animorphs. Uh, the games of this week, not many, but uh, we'll elaborate more on that on Patreon.com slash laser Time supports our whole network, and we do a big, big game show once again. Dead or Alive 2 is out and that's part of the reason I want to do it with people like Michael and Matt because I know Michael has a much bigger history with Dead or Alive 2 which was a very big deal and flirted with exclusivity with like every console as a big deal fighting game and now I don't know where it sits but like it was a huge deal has the most sexist commercials you can ever Ever imagine <laughs> this was sold on two women rolling around in a bed and eventually kicking the camera because they'll kick your butt? Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's so scandalous. The next commercial is sold all on boob jiggle. It is so silly. What? It's like, yeah, it's it, mm-hmm. it, it, all that kind of shit makes me feel super old. Like, wow, that happened in my lifetime. And even then, I wasn't that uncomfortable with it. Wow, wow, wow. And <laughs> uh, but let's. I'm
3: glad we've moved beyond all that.
0: Well, you have. I still like to watch the, the digital jiggle. It's, that's the best thing. That's why I buy the new systems. Um, that emotion engine. Uh, sorry. Uh, but, yes, we'll close out with The Ground Beneath Your Feet by U2 of a Million Dollar Hotel soundtrack. Stay right there, people, because we must cover the 2010s. Be right back.
1: For what I was sharing, stole my love away,
0: it was the
2: Mr. Mrs. Internet and all the ships at sea, it's time for Diana's Classic Corner, where we look even further back in time this week to see if there's anything worth a-watching. And for the week of February 21st through 27th, I got kind of an oddball pick, uh, but I'm I'm going for it. It kind of ties, my, my two things I want to talk about that happened in 1945 tie together here at the end of February. We don't know the exact date, but somewhere in this week, uh, Anne Frank passed away. Uh, in a concentration camp. She was 15. I was just died of typhus. Yeah, we're not really sure when, um, but it sucks and it's unfair and it makes me angry. So I could recommend, you know, Diary of Anne Frank. The film version is pretty good. Uh, if you've never read the book, it's it's a fast and easy read and it really puts you in the mind of a, of a you know, 13 year old who's dealing with stuff and is also uh, trapped with her family. <laughs> and, uh, there's also Nazis, but it's also uh, Mama's Annoying. And it's very relatable. And with that in mind of being like stuck in a small spot with your family, I'm going to recommend uh, uh, an American movie that came out this same week from 1945. It's a tree grows in Brooklyn from Elia Kazan. I was not looking forward to watching this. Um, it is in the national film registry and it's, I'm trying to watch like every single one. And I thought, oh, this sounds too heartwarming. It's going to be cheesy. It kind of sounds like, I don't know, meet me in St. Louis, but in a city or something. And I do like Meet Me in St. Louis, and it turns out uh, I love this movie. It's uh, about a young girl, and uh, it's based on a book. Yeah, she's, you know, lives in a a tenement building, small space with a bunch of family members, and her, you know, sort of trying to grow up and what what the neighborhood is like, and people are always up in each other's business, but, you know, it's about her yearning to get out, but also not in a, like, fuck you guys, I'm too good for you kind of way, but in, in a you know there's got to be something more out there, kind of way, and yeah, I thought it was going to be cheesy as hell. But you know, Ilya Kazan, he, he can bring the feels when he wants to, and uh, I was really pleasantly surprised. I think A, a Tree Grows in Brooklyn is a very calm, sweet movie that never gets too saccharin. and kids could watch it, and old folks will love it. So that's my recommendation for this week just a, a nice, calm, sweet little family comedy drama. And that's it for this week. Stay classic.
0: Coming in with uh, Alkaline Trio, a band I like, uh, with the addiction off uh, of this album of the same name. that's out this year. That's 2010. Hi. Welcome back to 302010, our final segment. You know, we should tell people up top, you know, after we're done with all the rigmarole, we do a quiz, and you should stick around for that. Oh, yeah. Yes. Not, oh, it's a good quiz this uh, week, too. Yes, and a quiz that uh, is, makes us feel bad, not you, the listener. So yeah. don't worry about that. I'm not saying, like, a <laughs> test. Uh, but yes, out this week in 2010, February 21st and 27th, we have the Years with the Falcon, with just Falcon, just Falcon. Please don't send me any letters. The Magician's Private Library by Holly Miranda, The Posthumous America Four Ain't No Game by Johnny Cash. Is he recently I'm say
2: that again? Yeah. You missed so many words.
0: American on that. Four Ain't No Oh wait, uh, Ain't No Grave.
2: American Six.
0: Six, my bad.
2: Ain't and. No gra- grave. Yeah, part of part of the series of Johnny Cash singing literally every song that ever was.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: I'm pretty sure around American 8, he gets to 99 bottles of beer on the wall. Yes,
0: and this is Poker Face. Um, <laughs> uh, and of Men and Angels by The Rocket Summer and We Are the Void by Dark Tranquility. TikTok by Kesha is still number one. Eat it still, every other song. And still! Still! As with sticking around at number one, Shutter Island also sticks around at number one at the box office. Apologies if you don't like my opinion on that movie, but I'm not willing to give another chance. <laughs> Just It's, not. Fine. Um, it's also, fine. Also out, th- but out this week, more importantly, oh God, Formosa Betrayed, starring James Vanderbeek, <laughs> Wendy Crewson, William Tao,
2: uh, Tao and uh, Z Ma. What the fuck is yeah. this? Uh, this is a thriller about oh Taiwan. Mm-hmm kind of in the 80s and like the democracy movement and stuff Uh, it's supposed to be pretty good but like because it's about something political in Taiwan and its relationship to China like this ended up being screened for some uh, senators Mm -hmm. and representatives see like is this gonna piss off China a whole bunch and they're like no okay but yeah I never even heard of it but Mm. it sounds pretty interesting because I'll be honest I don't know an awful lot about Taiwanese politics,
1: mm-hmm. but it's
2: it's it's very weird and complicated. In that, like they say, they're a country, but China says they're part of China, and we're there so that no one blows each other up.
0: And they're on a they have a seventy year tax lien. Well, no, I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have also never seen the yellow handkerchief with William Hurt and Kristen Stewart.
2: Nor have I another movie that's like oh this got like okay reviews. Uh, it's a remake of a Chinese film, so that's tying it all together. Uh, William Hurt uh, is an ex-con and he like goes on a road trip in the south and Kristen Stewart and uh, why am I blanking on his name?
3: William that one Hurt?
2: guy from the Fantastic Beasts movies, um, you oh, know, Eddie Redmayne, that Redmayne? Eddie Redmayne mm-hmm. right, there are like some kids he picks up and he's like falling back in love with Maria Bello, but he's still like a bad person. I, it sounds like interesting and it looks very sweaty. There's a lot of sweaty mm. driving around the south in a car. It's a sweaty activity. Some sweaty activity. A lot of sweaties. Right. And then another movie I've never heard of, but I'm kind of stunned that I've never heard of it because it barely got an American release. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next movie, Defendor. Mm -hmm.
0: If this is about a lawyer, I will kill myself.
2: It is not. (laughs) uh, Calm down. (laughs) But I'm surprised it didn't get a bigger release. Uh, I think later on this year, we'll have Kick-Ass. And this sounds a lot like (laughs) Kick-Ass. With fucking Woody Harrelson. I want to see that. Oh. Woody Harrelson is all over the
3: place right now in yeah. in uh, 2009, Once again,
0: reflecting, I don't think anybody expected him watching Cheers. Did you know that guy will be the most enduring star of yeah. the next 30, 40 years? He
3: is all mm-hmm. over the place. No,
0: Yeah, yeah, the, the guy who looks like a swollen redneck, that mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. He will, he, <laughs> uh, Woody Harrelson, Kat Dennings, Elias Cotez, uh, Sandra Oh, and Michael Kelly in Defendor. And I thought it was going to be about our case.
4: He calls himself
0: Defendor. Defender?
4: Defendor. I want Captain Industry. Who? Evil mastermind.
3: i probably know him then. Show me. Well, that kind of information
2: does not just grow on trees.
0: Good visual gag. Mm-hmm. I, I I like Woody Harrelson in comedies, man. Me I don't seem to do, yeah. do it that much. Uh, I, shit, I've never even fucking heard of this. That seems bizarre. This is yeah. this is like right when the superhero era is like kind of it's kicked off, but mm-hmm. like there's still mm-hmm. not a lot. DC hasn't done anything yet other than dark those Dark Knight movies. I'm surprised I never heard of that. Surprised I haven't seen the crazies because it uh yeah. it, <laughs> it looks well, decent. That at least
2: got some sort of release. I yeah. mean, Defendor. Like seriously, Woody Harrelson decides to become a superhero.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, yeah. yes, I I'm in, and the reviews are like hey, it's okay. That's the
0: way, but that's the way I, mean, I feel looks, about Super Which looks like the exact same film
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like le, let us know in the comments If, if Defendor turns out to be uh, worth watching what, Defend Defendor Yeah, yep.
0: the Defender Defense Squad And The Crazies is out uh, A George Romero remake with Timothy Olyphant, Roder Mitchell Danielle Pannaback and Joe Anderson How long has he been playing a statue? A couple hours now What is it?
4: May at gun down that's making the good people of Ogden Marsh go crazy.
0: I love Timothy Oliphant. I will see almost anything he does. So I'm pissed I haven't seen this yet.
3: Yeah, I probably won't see this though. I remember this from the trailer of like the enduring image of the pitchfork soaked in blood being mm-hmm. dragged across the
2: floor Ooh. i think that's how mm-hmm. most people that's the image that goes along with it
0: okay
3: yep most.
2: so uh yeah crazy crazy virus breaks out in small iowa town and everyone just starts killing each other and it's a horror movie mm-hmm. and yeah generally i like that kind of movie i mean uh, not uh, i guess zombie variant
0: yeah by the guy who yeah. sort of popularized that so it's totally fine and mm-hmm. i mean not this version but oh my yeah. god But can I please, all I want to do is talk, I've never wanted to talk about a movie so bad and not a single word about the movie.
3: Okay. Because I don't,
0: I have no love for Kevin Smith's Cop Out. No, this
3: is a Kevin Smith joint.
0: It is. Okay. It is is his sellout film. The like, Warner Brothers look will pay you to direct this movie that already has a script and he normally doesn't direct anything doesn't write. And the one time he did was a Warner Brothers movie called Cop Out with Bruce Willis, Tracy Morgan, Jason Lee, Sean William Scott, and Adam Brody. On February 26th. stop
4: putting chubby on top of the book. You really need some psychiatric help.
0: Bruce Willis, oh, Tracy Morgan.
4: Stop repeating. Stop repeating. That's rabbits. Come on, shut, shut up, up, man. You see Jesus what he's doing, Jim. Sean William Scott. This is police brutality. Not yet. <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> pop out. You want to be my
0: jail cell BFF? Go on. Hey, hey,
4: wait,
0: back, back to... I It's 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 a movie that has its moments and is not special at all. But like, there are there is hours. Of footage and audio of Kevin Smith talking about this movie, the people who forced him to make it, and Bruce Willis in particular. Because I, mm-hmm. I do love the idea of like if you could just – who's going to be the biggest problem on this production, Bruce Willis or Tracy Morgan? And I'm, this is like peak Tracy Jordan. And it's it's totally not like, – like Tracy Morgan's the best person to work with in the world. Bruce Willis is a huge dick, has no interest in being in movies anymore, does it strictly for the money. Hmm. My favorite quote of the Kevin Smith stories – are him being yelled at out of a car, but he's sometimes called Die Hard. And he just turns (laughs) to Kevin Smith and is like, I hate the ones who call me Die Hard the most. (laughs) (laughs) But that he was a total dick, ripped up the script in front of him, demeaned him in front of the crew, just constantly screamed at him. It's pretty terrifying stories of like (sighs) an independent director going over to make a big Warner Brothers movie. So I've seen this once, will never watch it again, and about like twice a year I dig up... All of this Kevin Smith audio and video because he, I think he he did a Q and A where it was one question: What's it like to work with Bruce Willis? And talked about it for an hour. Wow! Uh, yeah. About what what the filming of this movie was like. There's I don't know. There's probably more information on this movie. I'm not saying it deserves its own Hearts of Darkness, but it's fascinating because <laughs> I don't think any of us cared to know this about Bruce Willis, but sort of like, yeah, I can see that. So,
3: yeah, nobody's surprised by this I can this see news. that shit. Yeah. I mean, I heard mm-hmm.
0: Sylvester Stallone yelling about it, like, this asshole wanted like $8 million to appear in a green screen for five seconds because that's his fee. Like, we're all slumming it in Expendables, dickhead. You're fired. <laughs> you don't get to be in the third <laughs> one. But uh, I thoroughly recommend Kevin Smith's Bruce Willis diatribes. I do not recommend yep. this movie in the slightest.
2: No, like I think I got a couple chuckles. Um, it was weird the synergy of Kevin Pollock popping up in this movie mm-hmm. right after we talked about the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean Bruce Willis re teaming. Um I don't think I've ever laughed at Sean William Scott more. Yeah. Again, he's it's, like a nice little bright spot that pops up in this movie. Um it's, but, it's not, not uh, funny the, and he a had lot a,
0: of the, he had the talk of wanting to make it just because like it's it's the movie my dad and I would laugh at with Bruce Willis, the kind of movie he likes, the R-rated buddy cop buddy movie, cops, yeah. and I want to make mm-hmm. this – my dad – I don't know if he loves my fucking shit demon <laughs> cum horse stuff that I'm doing over here, but this is the kind of movie my dad would like, and I wanted to make it with a guy who popularized movies that he loved and, and like – he ruined the dream. And I think he only recently mm-hmm. said, I am retiring talking shit about Bruce Willis. Wow. Uh, only mm-hmm. now, because this is this is the movie that chased Kevin Smith essentially into podcasting. So, oh.
2: <laughs> Yep. And heavy weed. Heavy and, weed
0: use. Yeah, allegedly. That was that was Zach yep. and Miri, he said. I've listened to this yeah. way too many times.
2: <laughs> yeah. But they uh,
0: yeah, are way out of print. <laughs> Those Kevin Smith things. You have to find them in the dark corners of the web.
2: Mm-hmm. They're yeah. way out of print. It's, like, it's fine. I thought... Some of the directing and editing was kind of rough, and he did both of those. Um, I did like the the anecdote that, just to tie this all thirty twenty ten style, you know, all the decades melding together, him saying that, like, one of the breaking points with dealing with Bruce Willis, when Bruce Willis was saying, like, what do you want from me? And he said, I want David Addison, his character from Moonlighting. And that made Bruce Willis lose his shit.
0: You never ask an actor to do something you used to do. I'm like, says who, asshole? Yeah. Like, how else do I know what you can do? You did not audition for this part it do all of them. Do that dude from Bonfire of the Vanities, idiot. Mm-hmm. Fucking primatologist.
3: Hey, maybe... <laughs> do it all. Show some range, and then maybe we'll have more <laughs> to pick from. Do mm-hmm. that thing from
0: North, where you're in the bunny ears. <laughs> <laughs> do it all, Mr. Willis. Uh, Bruce Willis, our favorite... Uh, yeah. Hollywood's favorite Republican. Um,
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, this whole movie just made me go... Uh, but I, I, uh, I, I get it. I mean, I, I started to watch it anticipating I was going to tap out, and I never... Right. never tapped out, but it's just bleh.
0: There's nothing egregiously terrible Not about it, but there's all these moments like, I wish this was like a real Kevin Smith movie. So mm-hmm. if it lived or died, it would at least fail on the terms of the guy you are expecting something out of, like something a little dirtier mm-hmm. or sillier. And But it's yeah. a major studio movie, so it didn't happen. And uh, I, Homeboy never really made anything with a major studio again. Um, yep. yeah, but I like talking about it and you should like listening to it, even though it's difficult to find, but it's hilarious. Kevin Smith, Bruce Willis. It's a treasure trove of shit talking. <laughs> uh, and, uh,
2: yep. you know, what's another, what's a bad movie. I enjoy more though. What? Our oh, next film.
0: Birdemic. I, I have, I've only seen eh. bits and pieces of this because oh. like,
1: Oh, Oh, my. And only
0: recently, because I've yelled it out on the podcast before, I don't I have a real love hate relationship with like you know Lost Skeleton of Cadavra, like people like intentionally making bad movies, mm-hmm. and right. they, they but they were sending up like an older movie style, and like this is just intentionally a bad movie, and people are pointing me to articles like no, this guy who mm-hmm. made it thinks this is great, uh, really? Yes, like he he believes feels like in
3: a sci-fi. So-
0: yeah, movie. like I don't like that kind of shit at yeah, all. I don't like right. the idea that you're wasting my time because I think it's hilarious when a movie's bad. And like I think it's hilarious when like a movie's accidentally bad when everybody's yeah. trying their best. Like mm-hmm. if I if I Which fall feels down,
3: meaner, but okay. If I <laughs> fall
0: down right now, the clip doesn't go viral. Right. But if I'm pole vaulting in the Olympics, that's <laughs> I was trying to do something amazing cool. and I did yeah. not. And, yeah. Uh,
2: so. There is debate on whether Birdemic Shock and Terror is made intentionally bad. I really don't think so, because there is there is some sincerity in there that you only see in the most misguided of productions. There's there just it seems to think it has like an anti global warming pro environment message.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's made so bad it can't be on purpose. Because hmm. you have to truly be a bad filmmaker to make some of these mistakes. Okay. And it's not just the special effects. Okay. Mm-hmm. The special effects of the birds attacking is probably the funniest part because they are like clip art and- <laughs> that is overlaid later and sometimes they explode.
0: I didn't think you could do better. I only recently saw like. The birds almost in full. I'm like, this wasn't intentionally bad to look at, but oh boy, does none of this look good now. Uh, sorry, Ty. I didn't mean to shit on Alfred Hitchcock on the 302010. I thought we'd uh, never I come mean, to that.
2: Yeah. So it's a romance about a character that you can't tell if something's wrong with him because of bad acting or bad writing or maybe both,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, who starts dating a model and a lot of time is spent on that. And the guy is also very pro environment and works in software but wants to start like a pro-environmental company. Mm-hmm. It, and the movie has no idea what companies do or how they work. <laughs> and then randomly um, animals start attacking people in the form of like clip art gifs that are just sort of hovering near them. And they meet up with some other people and they have to try to escape. And uh, it's because the details are so bad that's why I, it, I, <laughs> it can't be intentionally bad. Okay, when you watch something that is just deeply incompetent, like Mm -hmm. we talked about about last season a while back, Mm -hmm. I tried to watch it and I couldn't because it doesn't understand film as a language at all. Mm -hmm. This also does not quite understand. There are really long takes. There are long ass pauses before people respond because he doesn't know how to cut it together. Mm -hmm. There's weird details like, oh, I guess the scene is romantic. Why are her feet fucking filthy (laughs) little things will just stick out of like wait he said oh where did that lady go and he goes oh she went to take a shit what (laughs) you were talking like that a second ago you were being friendly and nice now but why it's all so misguided and those are my favorite kind of bad movies where you can see they are trying to say something and they don't know fucking how Mm. yeah so I would probably rather Coven might be a better movie, <laughs> but this is entertaining. And it's as, it's ugh. it's
0: made for the same amount of money, ten grand. What? Ten grand. Uh, all right, let me hear the see how the trailers. Uh, this is the only thing
2: I've seen from Highway it. Highway one hundred
4: and one. Hey, I thought I told you to stand back. These birds are
3: contaminated
2: The crows and seagulls also
3: caused an accident on Highway one hundred and one. Authorities are investigating the cause of their death. Come on, let's get out of here.
0: I love. I love knowing that's not Highway 101. That's just like a. That's an alternative route to fucking Big Sur, you idiot.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of it is shot uh, down in Half Moon Bay. They mm-hmm. spend a huge amount of time in front of one particular restaurant because, like, they they knew the guy. I guess it's the pacing is bad. The dialogue is tremendously pointless. The sound editing is amazing. I think that might be my favorite detail of like why I don't think this is intentional. Because two people will be having a conversation, and the the, the sound of them, of each of their dialogue, is so vastly off. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's intentional. In fact, I have a good example of a scene. One of the va- one oh. of the, the scenes I've seen memed and stuff is uh, towards the beginning when this dork is working for. <laughs> a company and it gets sold. And they have a company meeting about it.
4: Okay. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I have some great news. Our board of directors has agreed to the acquisition of NCT software by Oracle Corporation for a billion dollars. <laughs> You guys have worked hard and you've all earned your stock option. Congratulations.
0: Is this dude a weirdo or a genius? Uh, wow. Are we all being taken for a ride here? I I should be celebrating anything that comes along, like the room or what's that Neil dude from Vegas? Holy shit, is he weird? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, oh, Neil Breen.
2: Oh Breen? god,
0: I Breen. think so. Yes, yeah. those those movies are hilarious. Uh, okay, I'm in. This is the one I'm going to watch this week.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, Bertramic. it's fun to watch with your friends and just point out the weirdness and the shots lasting too long or him. We find out he's such a good salesman by seeing a clip of him saying, "Okay, uh here's my last pitch. I'll give you 50% off." Okay, <laughs> great. I just made a big sale. And you're like, "You offered 50% off?" Yeah. What, what is your profit margin at this company?
0: I still think it's nuts. Why
2: are they being sold for a billion dollars?
0: Everything I saw of it that like I can't believe it's unintentional. I still can't. It's mm-hmm. still difficult to swallow.
2: Mhm. <sighs> Well, oh. even if it is intentional, it does a really good job at the fine details of not knowing how to make a movie. Mm. So it's still enjoyable either way. I, I do enjoy Birdemic Shock and Terror. It is a fun movie to watch with friends.
0: Okay. Right. Okay. And, uh, and TV of 2010, uh, February 21st through the 27th. Not much because the Olympics are going on.
3: Yeah. Uh, and we're really in the like um, era of... The Olympics are on every channel because NBC mm. has a million channels yeah. so when you're going through it's on all everything they own. so yeah. there's really not a lot
2: going on right now yeah uh, well, I, and, and they're in Canada so there's you don't have to deal with time difference right so. also that yeah.
0: and and one of the one of the biggies is uh, NXT premiering that's hmm? th- this is an interesting thing right, look, Sarah, for you in particular mm. uh, this is this is another in the course of Chris teaches you how to like wrestling Okay. Uh, you know stand ups and stuff. how do you get good at stand up mm.
3: practice 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 you practice,
0: but it's not just practicing like to get stage presence you got to like do it in front of an audience yes, yeah. and like nxt i I'm like familiar with the brand from like five years ago now it's a show on USA in primetime because it became so development, but it developed, but it was a development league of the WWE, a place where mm. they they would send people to usually like a floundering local wrestling conference, and like this is where you learn. We will mm. send. That's where John Cena and Brock Lesnar they all learn how to like do shit like away from national television yeah. and uh, into NXT, and NXT would make it on television because Facebook Man bought up ECW and Sci Fi Channel needed a new wrestling thing, so. They started televising it, but it's like
3: being a featuring comic, basically. Well, a little bit, and and go, you know, doing shows at Zanies and yeah, but it's it's not (laughs) just like working
0: out, Mm -hmm. and it's not just like practicing. It's like, do you really need? You have to be good on a mic. Most wrestlers have to be good on a microphone. Mm -hmm, I can mm -hmm. think of two that Undertaker and Bill Goldberg don't have to do that, but everybody else does, and you have to learn like where your cameras are, how to mug to the audience, how to get a rise out of people, and how to react to that. I think that's really interesting, Mm -hmm. and you can't do that without a crowd Mm -hmm. and for a while like but we also don't want to televise
1: this
0: (laughs) but now they are as of as of this week nxt is the name of the new brand following ecw and where we are now it's watched by like a couple million people a million or two people every week on usa and most people prefer it to the major wwe products Mm. but it came about Mm -hmm. as a way to like Slowly trained wrestlers in a single location rather than touring the country and waiting for you to fail in front of thousands of people in, in national television.
3: And so NXT is like next, right? Yeah. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's okay. a great name okay. if you think about it. Hmm.
0: Um, and SNL that week is Jennifer Lopez. Oh, I never heard of her. Uh, mm. She's all over the place. And the dress appears again, uh, <gasps> on, but on Bill Hader in the monologue in a mildly <laughs> transphobic joke. But uh, But it does have a good opener, I thought. If you like celebrity impressions because Sarah, I don't remember if we talked about it. We did a laser time on the topic of charity songs. Yes. And recently they did a We Are The World 2 mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everyone hated it. So Keenan Thompson does the cold open as Quincy Jones and like We Are, we are The World 2 was terrible, a, a disaster. So as a charity for that disaster, we're doing We Are The World 3 yeah. to support We Are The World 2. <laughs> and it's a bunch of celebrity impressions and they're fucking good. That's like pretty
3: good. It. I do... Oh, it's such a cheap sort of way mm-hmm. to do this sort of thing, but I do love it when they have a little sketch that's like the all these actors audition for this one yeah. role. Yeah, or they're singing ways. little it's parts like, together. Why not? Like you can
0: see Jennifer Lopez's Rihanna impression yeah. or Kristen Wiig's Gwen Stefani impression. Pretty and good. The guys not. I, I uh, I don't know what Adam Lambert sound but sounds like, but boy does a uh, Jason apparently
3: oh, Freddie Mercury.
0: Okay, <laughs> not <laughs> enough to me. Yeah. but uh, but Bobby Moynihan doesn't so much have a David Crosby impression, but a really good look.
3: And <laughs> <I> <laughs> can really see that.
0: Um, and but I would recommend checking those out. It's not a stellar episode, as far as I can remember. Moving into the games, the games of 2010, uh, Endless Ocean Two: Adventures of the Deep arrives on Wii, which is. It couldn't be more clear about what it is. Do you, you ever wanted to scuba dive through the endless ocean? No, that's what this is. I cool. do. I don't <laughs> have. I don't have a full ear drum, so I can't ever do it. Oh. I don't have the oh. option of ever doing it. Risen, a game I only know about because I'm in the games industry. I have not played it. Uh, Last Rebellion, Napoleon, Total War, the new Total War game. But for me, uh, Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing, which is Sega's answer to Mario Kart at this point. Mario Kart Wii was out, which mm-hmm. is the worst Mario Kart to me, and Sega was at some point its own Nintendo, and just the game super celebrates every facet of Sega history in a fun, much better than Mario Kart Kart Racer. Mm. I love this game, and if you get it on Steam or something, it looks fantastic. It, it I mean, I don't think it'll ever look really bad because it's making old Sega characters in 3D, and yeah. it, it looks great. It's the last thing you'll play Alex Kidd in, I'll tell you that much. Uh, and then, of course, if... In uh, in memoriam of Mr. Diana Goodman, Michael Raparez, because he's not here, he's dead to the show. Uh, heavy rain, heavy rain is out this week. I oh, imagine he's talked right. about it enough. Even Diana knows about the notoriety of heavy rain.
2: I know to press X for Sean. Yeah, press. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, i've seen that clip he's told me all about it that yeah you have to run around looking for your son yes (laughs) oh oh, press press x to jason to go shut
0: there's a this is a a wonderful song about it press x to jason Mm. wandering around the mall pressing x to yell jason out to a crowd before your son is hit by a car which you can't control but it's a Mm. it's what quantic something trying this weirdo european studio that's Trying to do something very new, bold, and innovative with games, and I, I personally don't think they ever succeed. But I think their product is fascinating. Their reliance on French Canadian or European voice actors to sound American in a police Mm. procedural that no one involved has ever clearly seen because it makes no sense. I've never finished Mm -hmm. the game, but it is, it is a hilarious oddity, Um, and I think, but it is fascinating, and you can press. Why to shower, press Ooh. triangle to throw your kid around in a circle in the backyard. It's a very very strange game and looks ridiculous to this day. <laughs> Heavy rain, happy 10-year anniversary, and that is about it for the regular format of 302010. I'm only vaguely instituting a new format right here. Okay. In Inver- mm-hmm. like first of all, I got to tell you about uh, patreoncom time. Uh that's how we're supported. We recommend you do it and I'm saying this episode is executive produced by Horny Dan, which I oh. just love that you can put in whatever name you want. Horny Dan, this one's for you. Hope, <laughs> Thanks, man. Hope this episode had something for you.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but for the price of a burger and fries, five bucks, you can support all your favorite podcasts. Compensate us. Keep everything afloat. We're going to need some new blabbery book here on out. And, uh, and yeah, it's going to be tax time soon for your dear old boy here, and that's going to be tough. Going, and we can always use your support if you, can, uh, if you can, and we give you extra stuff. A lot of uh, game stuff on there. Sarah's on there recently talking about Bad Cupcakes and Bernie Sanders. And uh, <laughs> and, uh, and with, with me talking about that. That is not what Sarah's talking about. I don't about. talk about
1: that very much. <laughs> no, that's just
0: me. And uh, you can also hear, uh, yeah, Diana was on recently talking about, a, we did our first ever post-mortem for the Oscars, just because right. I thought it was too much of a shock not to ask you in a prolonged mm. fashion what your opinion was. Because yep. uh, every it was interesting. You yeah. didn't listen to Oscar time. We all said our predictions. I we all loved Parasite the most as this complete breath of fresh air and would like it to win, but it has no chance. So let's pick something else instead of what we want. And then we got yep. what we wanted. And <sighs> what the fuck? It felt really weird. Yeah. And and that uh, never
3: happens.
0: So I did nope. want to say that leg- this is not. I I should have pitched it before we were on air. But I like the idea of a recommend from what we've talked about in thirty twenty ten. Okay. If we Mm -hmm. had to pick, yeah, if we had to pick one thing,
3: oh, that's a tough one for me. Yeah,
0: but you got to just try it, so we can go home, (laughs) so I can get back into editing and doing more podcasts. Because I would Mm. choose, um, I personally want to go see Cinema Paradiso Mm. again, especially the longer version, because I did very much love that when I saw it.
2: That might be my recommend. I'd kind of feel like a dick if I didn't recommend it, but. Ugh, Sarah's, American movie, Wonder Boys, man.
0: Sarah's mad we're putting on the spot because I think she, La Femme Nikita and Wonder Boys yeah. are your yeah. record. I just love them both
3: mm. so much. And Wonder Boys I already knew I loved, mm. and I was happy to see that I was right when I revisited mm. it. And then La Femme Nikita was a shock to me, mm-hmm. and I I can't stop thinking about it. So. I'm going to pick both.
0: Yeah, that, and the, that or maybe my favorite movie was the Fred Savage monologue. But uh, <laughs> you do get to see his real mother. Uh, and <laughs> don't ask me why that turns me on. But, uh, <laughs> Diana, where can people yeah. find you at?
2: <laughs> uh, they can find me on Twitter at listeningerd, L-E-C-I-N-E-N-E-R-D. Or follow the show at 302010podcast302010podcast. Podcast.
0: Mm. And with that, yeah. births and deaths,
2: but- well, deaths, uh, nobody, because they all died last week. What? Last week was full of deaths. A so nice I found no famous deaths this week. But mm. birthdays, we got some good ones. Ooh,
0: Ooh, okay. Birthday quiz, here okay. it comes. Oh, birthday is a doodly-doo,
4: a ding dong goodly doodly ding dong doo. Ooh, a birthday.
2: So we have some birthday buddies. We have two people turning 40 They were born on the exact same day. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. All Mm -hmm. right. So, person number one, born February 21st, 1979 in Waco, Texas, after winning Texas, our list, this is hard, so hard to say, Texas, our Little Miss talent winner. Okay. That's the name of the (laughs) title. She moved to LA, both for acting and careers. Robbie. No. Nope. (laughs) She appeared on Kids Incorporated and Dance, Out with Barbie. Fergie. <gasps> Jennifer Love Hewitt. Jennifer Love Hewitt! Fuck me, no! I no, know nice. that.
3: I know that Workout with Barbie tape very well. Wow, really? Wow!
0: That's...
2: She goes by Love. Wow. That's her name I yeah, the name? She goes by Love Hewitt. Oh, sorry.
0: And I thought you meant Barbie. I didn't,
2: no. I didn't realize she's one of the backup singers on Martika's Toy Soldiers from 1989. That what? We talked about it because it was number one. She was only 10. What the heck? Well, and, she's
3: very. Yeah. I've never felt that she's an especially great actress, but she's very fun on the Fox television program 911. Okay. She plays a 911 dispatch operator right now, and it's it's a very campy, very fun show, and she's great on it.
2: Cool. Yeah. All right. And like I said, uh, we've talked about her in movies: Trojan War, can't hardly wait, which turned out to be a recommend for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show Party Five, and I know what you did last summer, and its sequel. I, I still.
0: I like Heartbreakers. I Really?
2: Okay. T- <laughs> All right. Well. You
0: find a better comedy with Sigourney Weaver and Ray Liotta? I dare you. Okay. Challenge <laughs> oh. you in the same movie. It's going to be tight.
2: Okay. Now Jennifer Love Hewitt shares a birthday with someone. <laughs> this is very interesting. Also born February twenty first, nineteen seventy nine. This time in New York City. Uh, the son of a white mother and a black father. He dropped out of Stanford Lawrence to do improv, breaking mm. his mother's heart, I'm sure. Mm.
3: Uh,
2: he auditioned for SNL specifically because they were looking for someone to play Obama and did not get it.
3: Uh, Jordan Peele.
2: It is Jordan Peele. God, two damn, it. Two. God damn it! for two! Bam! Suck it! Suck my God. bonio! Oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> anti <Anti-Estonio, laughs> suck
2: my bonio! <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> we... I
2: love that because he, he doesn't get SNL in 2008 literally 10 years later he has created the last og and weird mm. city he's produced a Candyman reboots coming out hunters that just premiered lovecraft country coming up black klansman nominated for best picture mm. the twilight zone us and get out plus key appeal the show which is fucking yes. great
0: and, and another what, Twilight what Zone Oscar rip-off for show for out. YouTube. He's also producing that. There's another Twilight Zone that he's producing. Hmm. It's very yeah. weird.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All the, ten years later, they're turning him down for Obama. Yeah. Motherfucking Oscar. Turning 40. You got it wrong, Lorne. It's
0: very, very you strange. You got it wrong, Lorne. After Will Ferrell, like, SNL stopped being like this. You might be rich forever, and you might play the funny neighbor in a movie or a hmm? sitcom, but like getting rejected seems like the best thing that ever happened for a lot of people.
3: But I guess it's it, because uh, so
0: few people get it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and Bill I, Hater's doing pretty good there's a, there's a 40th anniversary clip that's funny That's um everyone they rejected In their auditions oh, So you mm-hmm. can just see like Jim Carrey and Stephen Colbert Oh, a, If you've ever that's seen One of those uncut auditions Because there's kind of a rule that no one laughs yeah. So it's just like someone who yeah. will soon oh. be hugely famous Trying their best to be funny While, while getting no reaction from anyone That's
3: a nightmare Ugh,
0: It's awful and they shouldn't mm-hmm. show it to anybody Even though Will Ferrell pretending to be a cat is funny uh, <laughs> patting around a toy. <laughs> All right, that is it for us. Thank you for listening for 302010. Uh, let's hope we have another week where nobody dies. Let's close out with Things Have Changed by Bob Dylan from Wonder Boys. Oh, it's
3: a great soundtrack. Yeah. That's another plus for Wonder Boys is that the soundtrack is great. It's
0: another Oscar nom, right?
2: This is an Oscar winner. Oscar Bob Dylan has every award ever. He <laughs> got. I don't know if he has a Tony well, Yeah what would he have a Tony for <laughs>
0: I don't know fucking don't Hamilton know. He did that right yeah,
2: they, they, did that. they tried to make like a Broadway show that had Bob Dylan songs in it And I've just seen the clip of them doing it Doing a number on like the Rosie O'Donnell show And it's so embarrassing that I like <laughs> Wanted to stab people on his behalf
0: It's called I'm Not Coming <laughs> Sorry it's <laughs> so, a good, good Bob Dylan title reference um,
2: Yep uh, yeah but no I mean he has an Oscar Grammys and a fucking Nobel Prize so.
0: wow okay maybe better than a Tony <laughs> maybe that's better
2: yeah
0: <laughs> or whatever award Bill O'Reilly confused with a Peabody you might have one of those too uh, but alright thank you guys so so much for listening tell us right about the show consider patreon.com slash later time or at least listening to one of our other shows later time or Fitch Game Apocalypse tune in for bonus time more thirty twenty ten games love you take us out Bob
2: People are crazy, times are strange I'm locked in time, I'm out of range
4: I used to have things of change